Hello, beautiful people. This is Flash Black Radio on FlashBlackRadio.com. We are the usual suspects. I am Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. This is Takia, aka T Rich. This is Slim Williams. No AKAs. I'm just Slim Williams. Or S Double. Uh, people are just barely yeah. starting to call yeah. me S Double. Nobody's gonna actually like yeah. stick to that. It's people just, been it's calling weird. me T Rich. They're making it. They're making an effort though. Like they're making a genuine effort to call me S Double. I appreciate that. Hey S Double, what's today's date? Hey, today is what the fifth of December. It is awesome, awesome, and uh, yeah. So there are a couple things I wanted to talk about, but before I get into that, I also want to stress on this particular podcast. If you heard some awesome intro music, that intro music was produced by my good friend, our good friend Slim. Uh, at this point, indeed, OJ Miles. Uh, he did that uh, beat. Uh, he threw it to me. Yeah, so I, I want to make sure that he gets proper credit for said beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. All right, so. No one does. It was totally appropriate. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, that's what we do here. We so do that's a random shit. Indeed, indeed. So speaking of random shit, I guess like, you know, we don't have to actually get like in the weeds on this, but it is December 5th, 2016. And um, one, we're still, I guess, in celebration mode for Slim's birthday who passed a couple of days ago. All month. Happy birthday to Shout out to my Dukes who who just had a birthday the other day as well. What? You know, so th- there's that. That's 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 pretty cool. Sagittarius. Um, I just had a birthday in June. Uh, yeah. No. Okay. All right. True. Happy birthday. I happy celebrate belated. all year. Yeah, happy, happy birthday. Yeah. Well, we, that's, we, that's convenient. We then. need to revisit the definition of the word just, but <laughs> but yeah, go for it. I'm I'm a fan <laughs> of celebration. So let's yeah, do yeah. it. Celebrate good times. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> so I, I guess I guess one of the things I wanted to to throw out there it is uh, December fifth, two thousand sixteen, and what just happened was there was a mistrial, and the uh, what's his name Slager or Slagle, whatever his name is Smeagol, the officer that shot Walter Scott who was running from him, and apparently the reason why he shot Walter Scott is he feared for his life. While Walter Scott was running away from him on yeah. videotape, yeah, yeah. So there's that. So mistrial, and um, there there are a couple of different radio stations I was listening to to today that made a a valid point. Not saying it applies specifically to this case, but it's something that should at least be mentioned. And that is, uh, when it comes to our civic duty of uh, being jurors in these trials. Um, one of the ways that we can do our part to potentially offset upsetting uh, instances like this where there's a miscarriage of justice is perhaps not, you know, trying to evade jury duty. So so gangster like some of us, I'm, I'm guilty of that myself. I go. I just never get called. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, if I've been called, I'll go. But at the same time, I make it clear that you don't want to pick me. <laughs> so like I never even get to that point. The yeah. closest I've ever gotten is like I make it with the group into the courtroom. You never been interviewed? Nope. Yeah. Like yeah, like like I got interviewed one time and it's like the 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 lawyer who interviewed me, I don't know, he just kind of came off as a douche. So I was, I just gave him the energy back. Like I don't really want to talk to you cuz you seem like a douche. Hmm. Yeah, I, I had a I had a real problem with that. If I if if I sensed you were giving me a certain type of energy, I would just double it and send it back to you. And you know, yeah, uh, I've, I'm glad I've grown out of that phase. And that's but, how we get juries like this. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So um, that that's one thing to keep in mind. Also, Ben Carson, <clears throat> Doctor Ben Carson, retired neurosurgeon, ladies and gentlemen, was. Just tapped to be the secretary of herbing, housing, <laughs> herbing, what? housing and urban development. After uh, he said he was not qualified to be a cabinet level. Yeah, he said he's not sure how bureaucracy works or something to that effect. And is he was, anyone? He ran for president. Is yeah. anyone that this guy is appointing sure how anything? Does he know how things work? No, but here's the thing: it's just you're appointing a neurosurgeon. I mean, but it kind of goes in line with all of the other 
cruddy crap he's done. No, nah, not really. There was something that was very interesting. Uh, I was listening to the, the Joe Madison show. It's all good. I was listening to the Joe Madison show uh, this morning on my way into work. And a very interesting thread I thought was thrown out there, whatever. And I think there's some some credence to this particular perspective. Um, apparently, Dr. Carson, or Uncle Ben, as Joe Madison called him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, apparently, Uncle Ben wrote an op-ed <laughs> article in the Washington Times. And he was quoted in the article, as, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, but saying that uh, the current policies of housing and fair housing is, is uh, something to do. I can't even remember the exact quote now. It's it's evading me. But it's it's something to do with uh, um, social engineering, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those type of things. Like we already have this whole thing where we're we're seeing so many things that are harkening back to what we wanted to, I guess trick ourselves into believing that we had gotten away from, right? Mm-hmm. So 1964 was Housing Act was passed, Fair Housing Act was passed in 64. Um, I think shortly after, it was 64, right? Mm-hmm. The Fair Housing Act was passed in 1964. This is why we need fact checkers. I believe it was 1964. I don't want to say it's 1967. I want to say it's 64. Anyway, it wasn't that long ago. Was oh, it? Yeah, I do would say approximately. Yeah, yeah, yeah approximately. Right. We're going to do it like that. It was yeah. approximately 1964 when the Fair Housing Act was passed, right? To to make sure that people- 1968. See? It's like, it's like, oh, Jesus. Fact checker on deck. Thank you. Because I was like, this is right after- I was like, the reason why I knew it was like, it was shortly after King died when the joint passed, so- Anyway, there's a lot of stuff that happened in 64. I mean, in the 60s, so I'm like getting my dates mixed up. But my point is that we're not that far removed from this act being passed. And we're seeing outliers for perhaps people trying to roll it back. We've already seen them start to dismantle the the, the voting rights. We're already seeing them dismantling that in terms of like, you know, engineering things with how things are done with the states and people's uh, ability to... Um, not be disenfranchised when it comes to voting in, in, in state and federal elections and things like that nature. So there's a lot going on that a lot of these millennials in particular are completely unaware of have having been in place. You know what I'm saying? Because they've always lived with it. So it's just one of those things. I'm going to switch tracks. Y'all look shit so is about dizzy. to get real, though. Huh? I said all of this shit is about to get real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm Seven weeks. <laughs> we are we on the count? Are we on watch right now? Well, they mentioned it on Saturday Night Live, and I was like, "Shit!" You know, Uncle Ben, <laughs> the Uncle Ben's rice box, isn't it orange? Mm-hmm. Isn't it an orange rice box? I thought it was red, but it might be orange. No, it is orange. orange. Yeah. It is orange. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's apropos, I guess. <laughs> Uncle Ben on the orange box. I also happened to be watching um, an interview with um, Ebro. Mm-hmm. I think it was uh, Ebro and Eric Badu. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I want to say it was Ebro and Eric Badu, but he was he he made a very interesting observation that I had made, but I didn't really think too much of. But uh, he was saying that since he won the election, he being Trump, uh, he's become significantly less orange. His hair color is not even quite the same. Mm. The way he does it is a little bit different. It's still the Donald type hair, but this less orange transformation started um, back when they started doing the um, debates. He and Hillary, not when he was debating all the other Republicans. You okay, friend? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been, I've been uh, explicitly trying to uh, to avoid Donald Trump. So it's so hard. I've not though. been watching. Uh, I definitely haven't seen any Trump. Video of any kind. Uh, we don't have to talk about. But uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, well, no, I could talk about. It. I'm just saying. Like, I know we can, but I we don't I have to see. I wouldn't have seen the 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 de the deorangeification, the de orangeification. Yeah, I think yeah. works. Okay, I, I wouldn't have seen it because um, I haven't been uh, I haven't been visually partaking uh, in Trump related stories of any kind. I mean, look, we don't have to actually discuss Donald Trump on this particular interview. I was just just kind of time stamping, you know, with like current events 
you know, Dr. Ben Carson, uh, supposedly Sarah Palin is being looked at for secretary of the VA. Um, we don't know if Mittens is going to be uh, selected for secretary of state, but that it looks like a possibility. seems like he's just kind of fucking with Mitt. I wouldn't put it past him. It's just, it's so horrible. I wouldn't put it past him. It's, you know, because it's between Mittens and Petraeus, right? General Petraeus. And here's the irony. Okay, so. I'm, I, huh, talk on it. Speak on it. Are you going to say what I think, what I'm thinking? Go ahead. Let I, me see. I, probably not. Probably not. But I, I just think the irony is that there was such this, this fervor that Trump stirred up with regard to Secretary Clinton and her behavior in terms of how she handled mm-hmm. her emails and things of that nature and having a private email server and her server getting hacked. And we will, none of us, I don't think here will dispute the fact that what she did was not proper or in accordance with things. She should have done things in a, in a better manner. Right? Well, the, as an IT professional, I, I think that's, there may be some uh, secular semantic debate on that, but there's some legitimate arguments that there's actually absolutely nothing wrong with the way she handled it. Okay, and we're not even here to debate that right now. Yeah. But I'm just going to say, like, after he stirred up all of what he stirred up with Secretary Clinton to actually have Petraeus, who prior to his scandal was actually well regarded by many, right? but to have somebody actually give away like for real secrets to, to his, his side mistress. Piece. Mm-hmm. Side yeah, like piece. that. That the 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 the, the, I, the whole Hillary Clinton is too close to Wall Street angle, and then you're gonna start hiring people who are like on the boards of Saks and, yep. and like like what what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about they you know conservative officials, politicians, what have you. Uh, controlling the narrative for their constituency has always been relatively easy for them to do. They use blame politics. They use misdirection and, you know, they use divisiveness and it's just easy to be susceptible to stuff like that when uh, either you are, you know, less educated or uninformed or you think you're winning. In this situation. And so you want more of what you believe is working for you because you think you're winning. Right. Not none of them understanding that the oligarchs are really the only ones winning yeah. in the way things are set up. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the, the, the power, it, the, the frustrating thing is we were talking about this a little bit yesterday with regard to the, the coal mining jobs and the factory jobs that are that are making a mass exodus from this country because it's just industry and business and how things are being done. Or disappearing. Yeah, yeah. They're either making an exodus well, or they're I mean, just disappearing. That's what actually what I was referring to. Because they're being to. automated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I was referring to as well, though. It's just like they're, they're leaving is what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just... it. If at some point the actual disenfranchised realize that because like here's the thing as as somebody who's been identified i don't consider myself a minority mm-hmm. i understand that that's how my country looks at me mm-hmm. that's how i'm classified i get that mm-hmm. and i don't mind the solidarity with people solidarity with people of color i have mm-hmm. no problem with it but when those disenfranchised whites realize that they are actually disenfranchised mm-hmm. and if they were to actually get on board with what everybody else has been trying to move towards or whatever then America would actually be America. That is honestly why Dr. King got killed because he started like, you know, when he started speaking out against the war, said, hey, I'm going to start working for these poor folk, whatever, get these bamas mobilized. It's like, mm-mm. Yeah. But as long as you make them think that they're still better than you, yep. that's yeah, that's that. Happen. That's that. Uh, what, oh man, that's why it's worked so well. I mean, they've been mm-hmm. they've been doing this for four hundred plus years, telling poor whites or disenfranchised whites or even middle class whites uh, that they, uh, you know, it may be it may be rough for you, but you're still better than the worst. You're not a nigga. Exactly. And as a result, it's like there's something about that human nature. Yes, I'm that, not a nigga. That will allow you to just be like, you know what? I I can deal with these subhuman living conditions. I don't need insurance. Because at least I'm not them. And when I get frustrated and angry about living in this sub these this subhuman circumstance, I could just take it out on those others. 
You know, I could be angry towards them. That's part of the biggest problem with uh, the 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 how divisive and hate filled language had started to become denormalized to an extent and they called it political correctness it was just people starting to speak appropriately like they should speak like not with hate speech and that was a problem for them because they couldn't express the emotions and feelings and sentiment that they had been told was appropriate for them to express them and their ancestors because they were better than these people right Mm -hmm. so that's their that was their only release and now they no longer have it because you can't use that language anymore. And then here comes, you know, their new orange God telling them. This that, is good. Yeah. We need to we need to say stuff like it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, we do need to say stuff like it is. We need to be able to tell those niggas. Wait a minute. I need to be able to tell those niggas they niggas. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, so very interesting quote um, from Here's the thing, like we we've heard statements and you know stuff like when we were younger. If you don't know your past, you're doomed to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Have to know where you um have to know where you came from to know where you're going. These are statements that we heard a lot as kids. I'm I'm assuming you heard them well as when y'all were growing up or whatever. But it's just like now, it's just like you starting. We've lived just long enough mm-hmm. to actually start to see like the, the the full circle. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like we we were aware of terms of like you know what our parents went through. We didn't really live it, mm-hmm. but we we're aware. But now we're starting to see like that shit actually come around, and it's mm-hmm. trippy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a quote by Lyndon B. Johnson, President Lyndon B. Johnson, and says, "If you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't know you're picking his pocket." Hell, give him someone to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. Yep. That's pimp. Yeah. And like, you know, this is Lenny Johnson, who's who's been quoted by many as using the word nigger openly in the White House. Oh, yeah. Very freely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Very freely with it. But he's also. He also did a lot in terms of passing legislation after King died, too. So, you know, got to take good with the bad, I guess. Well, I mean, you got to. You got to take whatever you're going to take, I think, is what it is, what it all boils down to. And history has been the path of history has been shaped, uh, guided, however you will, by the dissenters. Right. The people who said, you know, this is not this is not acceptable. This is not enough. And I think that right now we have a lot of dissent, but it's just not. It's not. I don't think. I don't think it's centralized enough. I don't it's think not, it's focused it's, it's enough. Not focused. Like, I, I think there's a lot. There's so many things going on. Yeah. And like, there's so many different people. Like, ah, oh, like this is wrong. This is wrong. Yeah. And not saying that none of it is correct. It, it's all wrong. Yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, especially the way the media plays. The media can choose to focus on certain things and allow certain voices to die out before they even get a chance. And right. or, or they can steer. A narrative, they can take a narrative and say, hey, well, this is what they mean. It's just, it's not, that's not what I was saying at all. But, you know, when the media gets a hold of it, then it, now it's their story and they yeah. can tell it the way they want to. Yeah. So. I think it would definitely, we would definitely benefit from everybody kind of being, a, being able to get on the same page about, all right, this is, this is bad. This problem is bad and it affects everybody. So let's, let's attack this problem. Like with mass incarceration, even though it largely affects, um, the African American or black community, whatever term Hispanic you prefer, too. uh, people of color mm-hmm. are, are most, you know, affected by it. Um, even blacks in particular, uh, are in an egregiously large percentage of the prison population 40%. in this country. Um, approximately. There are poor whites who are negatively impacted by mass incarceration as well. So I think that's a that's something that everybody can get behind. Everybody can say, you know what, cops are acting crazy and locking people up and then judges are disproportionately sentencing people. And if you don't have money, black or white, the likelihood for you is that it's not going to go well for you. It's more likely to go bad for you if you're black, but if you don't have money, it's going to go back either bad either way. So let's all get together, fix this mass incarceration and stuff, so that people stop losing their right to vote and and all that stuff, and you can uh, be integrated into society into society properly. And you know, cops can stop harassing people and getting them involved in the system anyway when they haven't done anything wrong. And maybe that's how you do it. Maybe you start there, and then you say, okay, now we got mass incarceration. Now we got that battle, you know, moving 
and we have the appropriate uh, parties in place watching that battle, then you pick the you pick the next battle. Uh, let's let's stop this gerrymandering foolishness and redistricting, right? Let's yeah, fix that. Don't stop anytime. You know, so. I'm I'm just saying yeah, I'm just talking you, about you. the problem. No, I'm saying you. like you identify you. the problem, try to get everybody on board with that problem. And then, you know, try to get everybody on board. I don't know what the strategy is. Mm-hmm. I just know that we clearly know what all the problems are. But you make a good point. It's like there's so many problems. It's hard to focus on which one. You can't get centralized enough yeah. to fight like a problem and make real progress on that one problem. I think, so. I think um, obviously, like the prison industrial complex is a, a major thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the things that. I think education is at the root of so many things in our country. Because I think uh, if you are properly educated, you can have an understanding of what goes on around you, how things are impacted by your behavior and your actions, how you're impacted by other people's behaviors and actions. If you have a historical context, if you have a social context for how things play into one another, you can have a better understanding of what your ultimate actions are going to do or how they're going to actually affect you in terms of like where it could lead you right so i think a lot of like the kids listen it's not by any chance that a lot of the poor poor kids have the poor education you know or and that's across the board that's rural or that's inner city that's that's not that's not that's not by chance so i think if we have a way to combat the the the, the disparity in education and actually give all these kids an opportunity to to be and do something great, I think that that can, that can in and of itself start rooting out the opportunities for you to pick these kids off because a lot of these kids are being set up from the time they enter grade school. That's why it won't change. From, from kindergarten. So Some if we find like it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that, that to me is I think education, if we could find a way to like start really addressing that in an honest in an honest way, because I don't think the way our education system is right now is really uh, suited and designed for people to succeed. I think it's designed to separate people so you can make sure that you have people that are going to, like, you know, bust your tables and and do the shit you don't want to do. Most definitely. Yeah, but, I mean, it doesn't have to be. There. Like, you know, like, I think you, you should, if you really want people to, that's just me. No, I mean, yeah, but they that, that's the thing. They don't want that. Next, next thing, no, I'm gonna start, I'm, I'm gonna start yelling. We need to break up the banks. Like I felt like I felt like I was about to turn the Bernie. Turn into Bernie. Yeah, we need to break up the banks. Gotta break the banks up. I don't, I don't, I don't know where that came from. I'm that sorry. was a decent Bernie. I haven't heard Bernie's Apparently, voice in a while. It was like in your spirit. That was yeah. a decent Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed to have more spittle in my mouth before yeah. I did that. The, I'll just you all it. couldn't see the hand movements, but they were going. <laughs> the oligarchs have done a very good job. Yiggity. throughout American. <laughs> Those hands are does, killing. Does Bernie make you Randy? <laughs> Bernie could get it to kill you. Let me find out. You need to open your legs. Weren't you just talking about how classy you were earlier? <laughs> yeah, he was. I'm classier than San Diego. Come on now. You know, he didn't believe it, though. Stay classy. Stay classy, San Diego. Milk was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ron Burgundy. Anchorman style. Yeah, this, the, this is how I know y'all are both my friends. Here's the thing: I've never really been like well versed in Anchorman. Like Talladega Nights, I got lines from Talladega Nights. I've never really been well versed in Anchorman, but that you could fill in. You got to do yourself. In my state, I know you tell me that every time. <laughs> you should. But, but here's the thing: I watch Anchorman too, which I probably shouldn't have done. Yeah, yeah, here's the thing: there, there are things that are okay. All right. So wait, you went to two without doing one? Which is something I don't normally do. Mm. Uh, so let me let me tell you. This is random, but uh, what's it? Uh, what's it? Uh, Gary Owen. What's the guy's name? The comedian. The 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 blonde dude with the the messed up nose. Owen 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 Wilson. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. I yeah. can't remember. Gary Owen's a comedian. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Owen Wilson. His face bothers me. Yeah. Like I see his face is like I like I, I don't understand why. It's a, it's a problem. Yeah. It's it's very <laughs> frustrating to look at his face. Anytime he's on camera. And he always has, he plays the same character. And he's like, look. And his know. lips always look like they're like one second from splitting open because they're so dry and jacked. So it's just, it's very frustrating for me to watch his face. 
So it's just like, you know, that but he's I, not a prominent he's not prominently in Anchorman. I don't know. He finds a way to like get close ups though. He's not yeah, his it, brother. Yeah, yeah, his brother's in Anchorman. Luke, Luke Wilson's yes. in Anchorman. Owen oh. Wilson, I don't, I don't think he's That's in Anchorman at all. Why we went there. Yeah, I don't think he's in Anchorman he at all, actually. Mm. No. Oh. I'm thinking through the scenes. I don't I'm probably right. I don't see him in any scenes You're in my mind's right. eye. Okay. I was like, wow, let me see where this going. And I'm intimately I'm, acquainted with that movie. Okay. Intimately. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like like ice cream. Yeah. Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's a, it's a fantastic movie. I've I've easily watched it over twenty times. I, I know. I know you, you I used to when I there were times when I was traveling for work and you know, we still watch DVDs in our society. I would like <laughs> I would take the D V D with me when I travel for work. I was just like, if I felt like I just pop it in while I'm sitting at the desk in the hotel room working, I'll be watching Anchorman. Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs> He's like, oh. Ron Burgundy's ass is grass. And I would never fucking ever say fuck. <laughs> I would never fucking say that. Oh, man. You should watch it. Yeah, okay. do, do yourself a favor. Watch the first Anchorman. Movie. All right. So, so now that we've gone sufficiently off the rails. Uh, <laughs> hard, hard left. Uh, yeah. Giggity. Uh, the levity is all we have sometimes. You know? That is, yeah. Sometimes have. you have to laugh to keep from like slitting somebody's throat. Yeah, so, yeah. um, jumping off the bill. Yeah. Uh, Childish Gambino. Have you gotten a chance to listen to the album yet? I Slim? have not. I have not. I've heard the first, uh, the first two singles, which are good, which mm-hmm. are really good, but I haven't heard the whole album yet. Yeah. I, I listened to it a couple times today where, but I didn't get like the, like the full listen because I was, I can't really like listen to music and like, read it's like it's one of them is gonna have to give way and seems i actually get paid to like you know edit stuff I well, people to. people really can't do that where there are more and more studies you know revealing like if you're listening to something while you're doing something you're just listening to it in the background but whatever mm-hmm. you're focused on that's what you're actually doing you know and it, it could even the thing that's in the background could even potentially be distracting you multitasking is is a it's uh, a lie yeah it's just it's false it's, it's, it's a lie. not a real thing it's a lie so. you know but we like to believe that we can do it yeah. Yeah. Donald Glover is one of my favorite people of 2016. Between Awaken My Love yeah. and Atlanta. And Atlanta, yeah. The dude's winning. Yeah. Bangs, my nigga? <laughs> oh, bangs, my nigga? <laughs> yeah. He's always been a talented cat. Like, yeah. and he, I mean, the dude was writing for, he was writing for 30 Rock early in his career. Yeah. You know, that's insane in yeah. and of itself. And his, the role he played on Community, like that, that's just an interesting dichotomy for him to be as intelligent as he is and to play, you know, like this, this savant idiot genius dummy <laughs> on Community. I've, I, I've maintained community. for some time, though, I think it takes a special kind of genius to play an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like Steve Martin in The Jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, like to me, I think Steve Martin was like, like, yo, that dude. That movie's a gem, man. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> that movie is such a gem. Yo, that that movie is, yeah, man. So that and like even some Jim Carrey, man. Like Jim Carrey's had some roles, like yeah, you know, like that dude right there, like Dumb and Dumber, like he and Jeff Daniels, yeah. Like Jeff, I think here's the thing. Everybody loves Jim Carrey, but I think Jeff Daniels actually outshined Jim Carrey in that movie. You think so? Yeah, yeah. I've I never think seen it. I think it was. It's I think okay. it was so much symbiosis that I can't even differentiate between the two of them in the movie. I was like, it's so symbiotic. Were they brothers? Like, what's the? No, they were, no, they were best friends. friends. They were like codependent idiots. Yeah. Like, like, like one, like you know, was invariably stupider than the other right. in any given moment. Yeah. And but it's like, a, here's ex, the thing. It's like exponential. It's like perpetual yeah. idiocy. Like, but, like here's the thing. Jim Carrey was definitely like <laughs> he, he played a dumber character than Jeff Daniels, which is hard to like like differentiate. But if you look at the 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 amount of mistakes and just bad decisions that were made throughout the course of the movie, uh-huh. like Jim Carrey outshines Jeff Daniels in terms of like the bad decisions his character made. But Jeff Daniels had to walk the line between being a bloody idiot and also having. Uh, like a, a little modicum bit of, sense, of sense. Like a tiny yeah. smidgen. And it's like, as soon as you think this dude actually is kind of like like coherent, he'd do something or agree with something so idiotic. Yep. It's like, yo, this dude is... And then also to see Jeff Daniels like play like a genius in like Newsroom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or um, Squid and the Whale. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen that before. I've seen Squid and the Whale. Yo, Squid and the Whale. That's... Um, I've never even heard of Squid and the Whale. Squid and the Whale is actually... Um, Jesse Eisenberg was, was in that movie. Mm-hmm. That actually is what... Kind of put him on the map for me, 
you know, a lot of people kind of got introduced to Jesse Eisenberg. I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of people did with uh, uh, Social Network, right? But like, he was that dude. <laughs> he was that character times two in Squid and the Whale, but he was like a like a teenager who had basically like a really pretentious prick father, Jeff Daniels, and like a free spirit mother. And they, like they were just going through like relationship issues and they had two younger kids. Jesse Eisenberg was the older of the two kids. It's a really good movie. What did he do before Zombie? And Luke Land? Wilson was ironically in that movie, by the way. Huh? What did he do before Zombie Land? Uh, he was in Squid and the Whale. He was also. Uh, I feel like that's when I, whatever I saw before Zombie Land. He was that's also when in. I really a, knew he was also Jesse in a movie Eisenberg. where he was playing an Amish cat. I'm not Amish. A, a, a Orthodox Jewish dude who was selling drugs. It's, I think it was supposed to be based on a true story. I didn't see that. So he's also in that. He was in a couple like like a lot of the movies were yeah. just kind of lower. Yeah, but there was something like not really well known, which I can't even remember the name. Mm-hmm. Is where I first saw Jesse Eisenberg before Zombieland came out. Mm-hmm. When I saw Zombieland, I was like, okay, I like, I kind of like his. It's, it's kind of like a Vince Vaughn type thing. Some actors, you just kind of like their sensibility, you like their timing. It's yeah. very specific to them, and that's how Jesse Eisenberg was for me. When I saw him, I was like, ah, right, he has this real. His timing is just like real specific to him mm-hmm. you know it's, 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 it's to me it's, it's he's defined. he's he's similar to michael Sarah, except mm-hmm. he's a little more serious the michael Sarah, michael Sarah's kind of like you know he says things that are kind of goofy just like mm-hmm. leaves things hanging when michael uh were uh, so deadpan too. yeah <laughs> eisenberg is just kind of like he's a dick <laughs> he just comes across like yo he's a like you kind of feel like he might be that person in real life i don't know i, you know, I hope not this is making me think about um Kind of, we were talking about Atlanta, um, and we've been well, you guys have been, and now I can talk about uh, Insecure because I've Yay, finally watched it. All. Welcome, uh, my wife, and he's I. also watched all of Atlanta as well. Yeah, because he's behind I, on I finished that. Atlanta, I finished that. <laughs> you know, I watched Luke Cage twice all the way through. We got the Black Panther movie coming out, the cast of that is going to be almost completely black, which and I'm loving. I, I, and Lupita's in it, yes. Yeah, and it's like so we we're, we've been talking about these. You <laughs> really, know, you feel you feel very strongly about. I, this. I like Lupita, man. Lupita, Lupita is sexy, man. Yeah, we've been talking about these uh, these great actors and a lot of the actors that we you know we've been talking about and denies in it as well. Yeah, well, go. Ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> a lot of the actors we've been talking about are uh, are white, um, but I think we're kind of we're in a golden age where not just black. Actors, but you know, these people uh, we're talking about Issa Rae and Donald Glover, they're writing, creating, with Queen Sugar, executive Mm -hmm. producing these shows, the Carmichael show. So it's like, and it's not even, I think what we're getting to see is we're getting to see what happens when a Netflix is willing to, you know, pour funding into something like Luke Cage, and you get to see a wider. A wider range of the telling of a black experience, even if even if it's in a fantasy setting, mm-hmm. right? When you have a story full of black characters, you can you prevent the monolithic view of the black life, which is what you get uh, a lot in cinema and in television, especially you know, when it's, it's over a series. Yeah, yeah. So it's not monolithic anymore. When you watch, watch Luke Cage, you have everybody. You have people on the street. You have people in the police force. You have people in the Southern Church. You have people like you have everybody. You have mothers and their children. And you Scientists. Have like, say exactly. Say you have everybody on the full range of uh, of the p- uh, person of color experience. I'll say because you also have uh, Rosario Dawson's character, Nurse. Um, uh, Nurse, don't worry about it. Can't remember her name. Nurse, Nurse. sexy as hell. Yeah, <laughs> but she's actually uh, hey, Rosario, Latina, yeah. but she's still a person of color. Yeah, she's still a sister, man. And it's like, yeah, you she's still a sister. She's still a sister. That's she what I'm enjoying. As such. That's what I'm enjoying about this. Not only the fact that black actors are getting an opportunity to work that, and not only that, um, black writers and executive producers are getting opportunities to showcase their talent behind and it's substantive the, ca- the camera. Too, man. It's substantive yeah. and and I like the fact that these diverse stories are being told. Insecure and Atlanta are very different perspectives on black existence and we're not even talking about the difference between uh male, black female. male experience and you know black female experience mm-hmm. we're talking about atlanta is ridiculously hood 
you know, what happens in Atlanta. And in Insecure, it's they, they're they're professionals, you know. I mean, it's still ridiculously like, hooded points because I, she, she yeah, still lives. I mean, she lives, <laughs> but I'm saying that's that's not the foundation of the story yeah. at all in Insecure. The foundation of the story is, you know, one works for a nonprofit doing outreach to poor, you know, poor uh, underserved uh, students. One is an attorney, uh, you know, uh, not a not a senior. I think she's like a third year associate Mm -hmm. and successful and good at her job and respected in her place of employ. You know, that's a wide range of storytelling about black life. And Luke Cage broke Netflix. Like, that's another thing that's positive to take from it. Like, not only is it good and does it tell stories well, but. You don't break Netflix with only black people watching Luke Cage. You break Netflix a lot because of black people are watching Netflix. But you uh, break, Cage, but you break, but you break Netflix because everybody's watching Luke but Cage. The, not but the not black, black people watching uh, Luke Cage also felt some kind of way about some it. Some of them, but I think most of them didn't. Because uh, yeah, if, right. they, if all the white people felt some kind of way. Then you don't break Luke Cage. You don't break Netflix. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. also, uh, I just like to throw out there, ladies and gentlemen, in case you were not aware, season two has been greenlit. <laughs> you just heard that just, today. Luke also. Cage, just, oh, Atlanta, he, yeah. and Insecure. I just yep. want to throw. Oh, well, here's the thing. Because what, what's it, what's cool about that is initially when they were okay. So I'm a little bit of a comic book nerd, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a nerd about a lot of things. Uh, comic books, music, stuff. Yeah. I'm a nerd. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. Thank you. So fine. Full, full fledged. All right. All right. Sign. Okay, cool. All right. So <laughs> nerdy motherfucker. <laughs> Breaking news. Please a nerd. Something we share. All right. So with uh the Marvel series that were on Netflix, it was Daredevil was the first out the out the canon. Uh, then it was Jessica Jones. Both dope. Yeah, Jessica Jones. I didn't like had, Jessica Jones. I thought Jessica Jones was dope. I love. I really it. did. I tried to watch it and I was just like. Mm. And I thought the villain is actually one of the best villains I've oh, seen on Kill TV. Gray. Yeah, I, th- I thought he's one of the best villains on TV. But that's just me. But, but you know, so Jessica Jones. Luke Cage and then Iron Fist and then they're all supposed to have like a like a crossover where they're all merged together and they're the, the defenders, defenders, right? But there was no real intent when they did that to actually start doing season two of all these different things. Mm-hmm. But the response has been so massive that pretty much all these like Daredevil's gonna have a season three. Mm-hmm. They're already working on Punisher, which was not planned. Right. Uh it's possible that they could have a Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Um, because Ghost Rider's been getting a lot of love on yeah. the Agents of Shield this this season. And do they do they does Netflix do they have access to the rights to Ghost Rider? Well, I know Marvel Studios has it, but well here's the thing. Um ABC um is a is a Disney property. Mm-hmm. Um and because Marvel and Netflix um Marvel and Netflix have an agreement where the you know and Disney I'm oh, sorry Marvel and Disney have an agreement or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think it's a problem. I don't think because Ages of Shield is already on Netflix. They already use it on Netflix. Right, right, right. So Ghost Ghost Rider. I don't think it's a problem. I understand, I understand that there's the Nicolas Cage thing in the 20th Century Fox, and I get that, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. I'm just I'm just saying is the the rights are the rights things are usually very specific. Yeah, but the good yeah. thing is when they when they make a decision about those things, it's not a secret. <laughs> it's never quiet. Yeah. Well, like, here's the thing. Well, like the Spider Man thing, they finally worked it out, and hopefully they can do the same thing with X Men. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Spider Man, they finally got it where it's like, okay, you guys, if we use Spider-Man in our property or whatever. You guys get a cut of him, us using them. You can still do use them for your projects, but we need to be able to incorporate them in our universe because mm-hmm. it's fucking Spider-Man. Exactly. Right? So I, I, I still, to this day, the bad business, you know, one-on-one, I don't understand how they gave up all their... I know they were hurting for money. They, they were gave, hurting for money. But they gave up all their... Pro- but not in perpetuity. You don't give up everything in perpetuity. That's easy to say when you're not in that position, though. Hey, man, you can't give up your booty in perpetuity. <laughs> just can't do I, it. I, I will simply say you that... just can't. I can Monday morning quarterback it, but I don't know what I would have done if, you know, not only does it... Not only does it... Uh, is it bleak right now, but it you... There's no... There's no fortune cookie or magic eight ball or crystal ball telling you that, you know, there's going to be this massive comic resurgence one day. All you know is just that it just seems like it's dying and you're not making any money. 
you know, so it's like you do whatever you can to to survive. I agree it's a bad move, but I definitely understand why they would make that bad decision. I can understand them doing it for like a window, like, okay, for like 10 years, you can do whatever you want. You know, there's another person on the other side of that deal, right? (laughs) I get it. it. They're not just. I understand. (laughs) I get it. I get it. I'm just saying. I I, It's like. I hate them. I know what we're not going to turn this into a comic book conversation. <laughs> Too late. More than it already is. You put your phone away. I'm no. sorry. Why you hate? Have you have you watched Luke Cage? I have watched Luke Cage. Okay, that's about it. You're talking about a Ghost Rider. Yeah, and, uh, there's good stories in comics. Daredevil. There's um, there are unbelievable stories in comics, and I'm not just talking about like the major the major characters in comics. No, no, They're I get it. People really, really good like stories it. in comics. <laughs> the good thing about the movies and, and the television shows is you you don't have to read comics to right. enjoy them. You can watch the shows and you know get some really good stories. They're they're often different stories <laughs> than what's in the comics, but they're still really good stories with good character development and you know, I think you could be a fan of it even if you don't read comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were saying Insecure. You were saying Atlanta. Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. What else we got? Blackish. Said, Queen Sugar. Queen Blackish Sugar. is, I think, Blackish is phenomenal. And I know there's a lot of there's a lot of debate on whether or not Blackish is good. Mm-hmm. Really? Um, yeah, there's debate. Like I've talked to a few people who don't like Blackish. Now I remember the reasons where, where aren't. Where old really girl good was like, I don't like the fact that it's called Blackish. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, like, oh, that's super petty. But I was like, I was like, but don't you understand? Like, they're not saying that it, for, it has multiple meanings, mm-hmm. right? Blackish, as in society doesn't associate affluence with black, so that's blackish. But then also, like blackish, like we would say black shit, but you can't say that in your show title on a network, so you say blackish. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, it just, I think it's genius. You know, I think it's brilliant. And the actors on that show, from the adults to the kids, all do a fantastic job. They are really, really poignant with the topics that they cover um, every time. It, it, I, I just think it's great. Yeah, I was not a fan of the first episode, mm-hmm. um, which I know, what is this, like the third season now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the first episode, I was like, where are we going with this? Because it just seemed too like, let's be like this kind of show. And mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going I'm to try it. But it has evolved. I think it's a very well-written show. Yeah. It's funny as hell. I love Diane. <laughs> how, about, how about Fresh Off the Boat? Y'all watch that? I don't watch it anymore. Not it's consistently. Just, I don't feel it's, it's, I, they I lost thought, something when they. To me, I think when they lost the narrator, like uh, the, the actual guy who was behind the show, mm-hmm. the, uh, I thought there was something about it that that gave it a, like it gave it a Wonder Years feel mm-hmm. when he was narrating because you knew it was coming from somebody real. What would you do if I sang? Out of tune. <laughs> Bravo. Would you stand up and walk out on me? <laughs> <laughs> alright, alright, alright. We're gonna we're gonna do a real, real random challenge. Uh Slim, uh 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 growing pains. Show me that smile again. Show me that smile. Don't waste another minute on your crying. <laughs> that was y'all could see his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, uh, hilarious! Uh, uh, you really uh, going to hit me with uh, What do we do, baby, with our love? What do Why we do, do you remember all of these? With our love, and there ain't no loving. We can't love each other through. <laughs> what do we do, baby? <laughs> With our love, sha na na know you are 80s if you say sha na That's your lyric. That is 80s right there. Oh, man. Bonus I, round, bonus round, oh, bonus round. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, uh, I'll let you pick Give Me a Break or Small Wonder. Uh, uh, uh. Give me a break, I shall deserve it. You no, know he was going with Give Me a Break. Yeah, yeah. I can't actually remember all the words of Small Wonder. <laughs> I'll just remember the uh, the end of Small she Wonder. Small wonder, wonder, and she'll fill your heart with love. 
That's all I remember from Small mm-hmm. Wonder. I don't remember the whole thing. There's a pa- there's a place in my brain where '80s theme songs just live. They stay there, and some of the commercials too. Like, Cause you're like, what? Good. I'm up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bring we, it. We, we, we've we've actually gone through this before. Yeah, that, that seemed kind of impromptu, but like I've I've actually Lee's heard it. He's yeah. I was like, I was like after a while, I got amazed. Like like yo, you're a savant. It's <laughs> like yo. Like we could do something. I don't know what we could do with it, but we could do you're something. Here, with like, it. why do you remember this? Well, my wife but here's would, the thing: my wife would you're tell you, saying I can't that remember as you were else. chiming in <laughs> with with the female lead. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what makes it funny. So you know it too. You yeah, can wait in the breakout. You just had everybody sing with yeah. you. That's all that was. Yeah, you were waiting for a partner. That's all it was. <laughs> hey, partner. Hi, friend. <laughs> Where you been all my life? Lee's been hiding me. <laughs> I've been hiding. You've been hiding yourself. I do like to hide myself. <laughs> yeah, You're a yeah. self-hider. You are a self-hider. You need to get, get out of that. Hey, man. Introversion is real. <laughs> that is true. I can't judge. I too have been an introvert. Okay, so um, I can't do the whole mumble thing are like you? y'all do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not on your level, but I'm nowhere near with that dude. He's an extrovert. I'm not. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm an introverted introvert. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're really into yourself, huh? Well, yeah. Okay. Being around I've crowds only, just takes a lot from me. I've only gone introvertish. It's usually been the result of some sort of trauma when I've gone introvertish. For the most part, I love being around like people, and you know, I like making people laugh That's and so much. have. I just I like it. But I, I have a problem with wanting to be the center of attention sometimes. Like this, these are things I know about myself, though. So. You know how I, you know how they have that um, Homer Simpson meme, and it'll show him like standing beside a bush, and then he just like sinks into the bush. Uh-huh. That's me when I'm around <laughs> crowds. Like I'm just gonna find a way to sneak out of here and text people like, "Hey man, I had to go." But I think my friends know. Like sometimes it's just too much for me. Yeah, I've I, I, I've been witness to that a couple times. I still I still laugh. So I don't know exactly. It happens with most of my my good friendships. I really don't know. At what point we became cool? In most cases, like like that, where was the tipping point for that? That I don't, I don't. That's know. how those organic friendships are, though. Like you don't, you there, there may not be a it, it like a watershed moment when you became friends. It could just be like it was organic, and it was like the the basic framework was there from the time you met the person because it was a natural fit. And then the only thing that really made you close was time. You know, that's probably what it is. You know, yeah, not to sound profound or anything. Oh, you, you, know, you didn't. Don't worry about it. Uh, How do you hate so much? He does. It's all your heart. It's like reeks of spirit. hate. His soul is You got a hate stink heart. It's like the Grinch, yeah. but not just at Christmas. The Grinch that stole a whole year. He's just a Grinch for you. You and you, you know what? You should go to that the, the hate convention this year. You will win. Hate, 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 hate. You got it, you got it. Just got a, a, just like a pocket of animus (laughs) at any time, just for you, buddy. Just for you, though. Just for you. It's like he just likes to sprinkle a little hate on you. I just just sit it on the the counter. It's like, this is for you anytime you want to, you know, just tip it over. I'm like Emperor Palpatine. I feed off the hate, though. Do you? (laughs) I can feel your anger. Like, it it makes me stronger. Never underestimate the power of the dark side. Duh. In case you were the wondering, hardest D's ever. You've taken several Father hard D's. lefts. I don't yeah, even man. know where we are. I, I we're don't in Star either. Wars now. We're yeah. actually in. We Star Wars. Well, that's why I don't know that shit. <laughs> we, we tripped. We tripped into Star Wars. I know nothing about right. Star Wars. Uh, anytime he brings up Emperor Palpatine, there's inevitably going to be some yeah. type of lame like in, the impersonation. Dark side. The dark side. <laughs> Complete. Strike me down and complete your journey to the dark side. (laughs) Did you spit on the mic? I I might have. There's a popper stopper. That's what it's there for. Have betrayed her too. Sister, you have a twin sister. Why did I come? Why did you not know that? It's your son. Anakin had some issues. I, he did. Anakin had some issues. Yeah, that dude had the longest temper tantrum I in the history of lore. Important lesson in Star Wars: if you don't, if you don't learn how to let go, you can destroy the whole galaxy. If you don't learn how to let go, okay. Yep. I have no idea what's going on. Life is a cycle. You got to accept that. Anakin couldn't accept it. So, hence, I don't 
Darth Vader, kill your own wife, lose your kids, find your kids later, and then chop off his head. Chop off his head. This makes sense to someone. I mean, you know. I mean, you know what? The hate you were talking about (laughs) is emanating from you. I can feel yours as well. But I was whispering my hate. Uh, Your hateful whispers feed me. I really don't. I tried to watch a Star Wars. I didn't get it. That's cool. You got to watch it with Slim. That's what these have. You got to watch it. With we'll Slim. walk you through it. We'll make it it's enjoyable. Okay. It's all right. I don't yeah. really. We'll make it enjoyable. Yeah. We'll Lord of the Rings too. Just we'll just, take it step know. by okay. step, day by day. <laughs> Way to bring it back. <laughs> Watching all the Star Wars and you will think it's great. That's a remix. I don't. Yeah. Eighty yeah. <laughs> sitcom Star Wars remix. There we go. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> You're having fun was tonight, aren't you? It was, yeah. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So, um, <laughs> do we have anything of, of note to talk about right I, now? You know what? I had a topic, but I don't think we needed it. I think we just, you know. We might be good. We you guys good. have had like your own little hate love fest over there. Yeah. Oh, you, you you contributed plenty of hate. Don't sell yourself short. Well, I do like to you okay. know sprinkle silent hate. Uh, uh, before before I run out of hate, let me just throw some of your way to here. <laughs> do you have any uh, any any topics to to bring down the mood sufficiently? <laughs> <laughs> I always try to find like these happy topics, but I'm like, man, oh, that's not who I am. I was having too much fun. <laughs> well. Want me to bring the the room down a little bit? I always can. Well, here's the thing: you 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 speak from your heart. Um. Well, the the topic I had was about the what was the name of that movie? Hold on, let me pull it up. Yeah. Can I get a little um music while I'm? You went to Superman. Okay, last uh, Tango in Paris. Have you guys heard about this? Uh, the are, movie? They, are they remaking it? Or? No, 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 no. They were talking about how. Um, so the, the oh, the Marlon Brando. Yeah, yes. I heard that on. I was listening on NPR this morning. I never knew that anything about that whole situation. Well, I'll let you. Did you have you heard about this? I might have. She's about to break it down. Does this have to do with him, him his inappropriate behavior. Yeah, this this is going to bring oh, the room a, down. Yes, it is. <laughs> this is that's what I aim to do. Is, is that what this is about? Um. Okay, I'll, just, I'll listen. Go yeah. Ahead. So the the female lead. Um, whose name I can't recall right now, but there is a rape scene in there. And according to her, according to an interview she did before she passed, the rape scene was not in the original script. Okay. Um, recently, it was, brought up, it was brought up that the director did an interview in 2013 mm-hmm. where he revealed that they used a prop, a stick of butter in this rape scene and did not tell her that they were going to use this prop. He said he didn't want her reaction as an actress. He wanted her act reaction as a girl. He wanted to see how she really felt in this um, space of being like violated and humiliated. Mm-hmm. So they didn't tell her and essentially raped her yeah. on camera. Marlon Brando and this um, director, something Bertolucci. Mm-hmm. And it's wild because it was it's a highly sexual movie and they didn't feel a need to do that in any other scenes like it was fine to trust her to be an actor who could just play mm-hmm. the role in the rest of the movie but in this rape scene that wasn't scripted they, she she had to really get raped in order for it to be believable i guess according to the director i'm so i'm but, I'm, I'm super confused i'm not uh, i i know y'all see my faces this is not what i thought you were talking about um you said inappropriate. That's yeah. inappropriate as fuck. Like that, well, that, no, I, that I, 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 okay, okay. She so, was legitimately sexually assaulted. Yeah. So no, I, I had heard, and I'm saying it in that way because I don't know for sure. I was not there. I've just heard that Brando had some allegations of interactions with minors. Oh. oh. So that's what I thought you might have mm. been getting at. Um, there's also Polanski. Also had um some some. Well, right. he's you know he's famous for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I heard Brando's less famous for it. That he, they, there's some heat that he got into, some trouble he got into a while back. 
obviously because he's long gone. But that's so all of this has resurfaced uh, yeah. recently, and initially, well, butter, I'm just I'm lost. I'm like, okay. Well, no one told her that there was this prop being used. All uh, she knows is something is going inside her. So they, uh, you with us now? Frank? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. So like, like, cause like to me, I was like, yeah, like, okay, that could be one of two things. Like, is, is this like supposed to be like fake ejaculate? I didn't, I didn't know. So she didn't, like I said, she didn't know this was according to her. She said she did not know that this um, was happening. And initially the director was like, um, you know, uh, we didn't tell her. I don't really feel bad about that. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Brando was dead. And she's dead. And then when he started getting all this heat from it, he's like, well, no, 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 no. I mean, it wasn't like an actual, we didn't, it wasn't that we didn't tell her about the rape scene. We didn't tell her we were using the butter. We didn't tell her that there was like this prop that we were going to use to sexually assault her. Which is the point, <laughs> which is the whole point. <laughs> like you can tell an actor. I tell you, right. that accountability is just such a hard, it's so elusive for yeah. some people. I don't get it, man. For most people. And she's I like, I felt it, raped huh? by Brando, and I felt raped by this director. And she yeah. had like, you know, these years of issues with substance abuse, and yeah, because she That's got crazy, raped. Man. And it's not, it's not like you know, this is a debate or up for discussion. Like the director, it like admits Admitted. that mm-hmm. that that that's what happened. So she was definitely sexual assaulted. And, and you know he obviously felt no no different about it years later. No, quote unquote, felt guilt but not regret. Then you didn't feel guilty. No. Then, right? Words mean things, people. No. Yeah, I'm like doesn't guilt and regret go hand in hand? Well, maybe it's different in Italy. <laughs> in Italy, is different. Well, he's Italian, so yeah, that was my bring the room down. Moment. Nah, that's 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 unfortunate and interesting at the Mission same time. Yeah, he's definitely brought the I room down. To do what I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but even though like this was like years and years and years ago, you know, there's still hasn't been a whole lot of evolution in rape culture. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, nah, not at all. Rape it's, culture is is. Po- I mean, it's it's the same thing. You know, we we talk a lot about obviously about uh, racial disparities uh, and how. A lot of the things that happen in society from a racial perspective have been intentionally engineered. Um, and I think we forget about, you know, sometimes about how women have been impacted over the years and subjugated, you know, to be either sexual objects or objects in general. Um, and how, you know, we the statistics overwhelmingly indicate that usually when a woman is making a claim about sexual assault, she's not making it up. That's what the empirical stats uh, indicate. But there is this culture in this country that if a if a woman makes an allegation, well, you know, we got there needs to be a penalty if you make an allegation and it's not and, and you know you're not telling the truth and you're making up a story because you could ruin somebody's life. Yeah, that's true in a vacuum. That's like saying, well, when the cops pull you over, you should just, you know, do what the cop says and you'll be all right. Well, yeah, that's true in a vacuum, you know, but that's not the way it is. You have racist cops shooting people and you have men sexually assaulting and oppressing women and not paying them properly. And not, like these things are real. But the culture, just like with race, as far as gender goes, it is hidden in the culture, you know. We just have we have so much work in this world still left to do. And it's, it's frequently really disappointing, even though the world very gradually, very slowly starts. It leans more and more progressive the further you go through history. But the systems that in play are in place and the people grasping those systems fight it so, so diligently. The progression is so slow. And it's sometimes for every two steps forward you take, you take a you take a step and a half back, you know. It's just like it's it can get depressing at times. But the good people need to keep trying to be good. The good people must be resilient in goodness. You yeah. have to. True story. Yeah. You want to add anything to that? Well, just kind of going off of that. <laughs> <laughs> Because there's another case similar to Brock Turner, this 15-year-old who... That rapist. Yes, that rapist. So there's this 15-year-old who... middle name to rapist, Brock Rapist Turner. Yes, he should. (laughs) Who 
um, sexually assaulted another student, a female student, mm. and it was caught. Part of it was caught on camera because it happened at the school, mm. and his father was just like, "I mean, she fast, so there was no rape." I mean, I know people want to say I'm biased because. I'm a 38-year-old man, and 10 years ago, someone somewhere said I may have done something with a child under 14, but that has nothing to do with anything. So he's trying to trying to play along this same Brock Turner narrative of like, oh, let's not ruin his life for 20 minutes of bad judgment. Rape culture, people. Yeah, it's real. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'm I'm sufficiently uh, brought down. Uh, hey, man, I aim to please. Have a terrible night, America. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> like y'all should like, let me go first. <laughs> and then I can bring the room down and then y'all can build it up. I, I don't know, man. Like, like, I even tried to like slide a little encouraging note at the end of my statement. Yeah, and then, I, and then, then I, she was like, then I asked she was like, you. more rape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then I had, then I had, I had the nerve to say you have, you have anything, anything to add else? to that. Yeah, yeah. that was my fault. He's like, well then, I asked for that. Well, this additional rape culture story. Right. Don't don't ask her again because I'm sure there's like she has five more in the queue <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, well, now, but here's the thing. Real talk. It, it, this is something that we we need to keep addressing though. Because yeah. I mean, it's uh, I can say unfortunately that a lot of the close female friends that I that I have, a lot of them have either been uh raped and or molested in their life. And uh most of their attackers have not been brought to justice. So um for me that is I don't know, it's just it's it's sobering. It's just well, one of those things it's just Who wants to go through that? I get it, man, but it's 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 just this is unfortunate. I don't know what to say about it. It's unfortunate. We normalize horrific things in this world, and that's what we need to break. And then wonder why things are so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. True. We need, we need to find a find a way to for terrible things to be terrible and not normal. You know. Yeah. Well, one of the things we need to be mindful of, ladies and gentlemen, as we uh, sign out. Uh, before we sign out. Uh, Anytime you hear the, the word alt-right, know that it means white supremacy. And speaking to that, there is an extension in Google Chrome that you can download and install, and it will automatically take the term alt-right and replace it with white supremacy. Mm. And also, when you hear the word no, it means no. Yes. Both of those things are true. <laughs> and um, just in case you were uh, curious, um, if you hear the word no... It also means it also means no in Spanish and French. This is also true. Just just throwing that out there. If you hear nine, you're talking to that's either a number or that's no. So uh, you might want to know if they're speaking. Just make it first. clear if, if you're black, uh, like Tanahasi Ko says, in between the the world and me, you know, your body is your body, and it shouldn't be taken from you from a police officer or anybody else. If you're a woman, your body is your body, and it shouldn't be taken away from you from a stranger or from someone you know. Seventy-five percent of sexual assaults are, you know, happen. Uh, the the assaulter is someone that the victim knows. That's assault so, in general. Yeah. Yeah. Your body, your yeah. body is your body, and you own it. Know that your body is your body. Feel confident in proclaiming to others that your body is your body. And we all need to accept that a person's body belongs to them and not us. It's not an object for us. So, And that no is at any time. At any time you can throw out a no and stop. So so I know I'm working the mic, so should I cut Takiya's microphone? <laughs> I sat here and listened to this hate love fest you all had with Star Wars. Oh, and- it's not even that. It's not even that. It's not even that. It's like I think like he was signing off, and he like, hey, so like, okay. I just want to give people reminders. No, it's all good. No, no seriously. But by all means, please uh, take heed to what Taki is saying. Please take heed to what Slim's saying. Pay no attention to what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> and things. Oh, do what we normally well. do. Is what you're saying. Uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We got you. We got y'all. <laughs> y'all got us. All right. We so got y'all. With that being said, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is Flashback Radio. 
I am your host, Da Vinci Parks, aka Lee Bennett the Third. Slim Williams, aka S Double. <laughs> Takia, aka T Rich, aka Bring the Room Down. <laughs> <laughs> and we, of course, would be remiss in not mentioning Miss Christy Hunt, who's not here right now. Hey, she's, Christy. She's all getting all knowledgeable and whatnot for grad school. She got like papers and stuff like that. in her studies. Get that knowledge, girl. Intelligent and stuff like that. Like she ain't already that, but. Uh, we are the usual suspects. As usual, we like to thank you so much for listening to us. Uh, please remember that if you want to check in, uh, you can follow us uh, via flashblackradio.com. You can check us out on iTunes and Google Play by searching Flash Black in the podcast section. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have an awesome evening, day, whatever. Be blessed. Peace. Peace. Peace.